Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. In our effort, our never-ending I Work Ram effort to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways that will change the way you think about your faith and applying it to your workplace today, we're asking this question. Is your business exposed to injured workers and rogue managers or employees that are disgruntled. Today we're talking about how you can take very good care of your employees by buying the proper insurance. And if you're an employee and not a manager, to make sure that your boss has these proper insurances in place. Colossians 4.1 says this, And masters, treat your servants considerately. Be fair with them. Don't forget for a minute that you too serve a master. God in heaven. I'd like to welcome back to the I Work Rim Show, Craig Most. Thank you, Jim. Thank you very much. Hey, we're going to thank it, thank it, thank you very much. Um, that's like what Elvis used to say. That's very good. I like that. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so today we're going to talk about insurance, but insurance as it relates to our employees, because that's really one of those things a lot of business owners. They don't necessarily, I mean, they know that they need to have insurance. They know they need to have workers' compensation, certainly if they have more than three employees. But a lot of them don't really think about the intricacies of what these insurances cover. Because really, when you're buying insurance, you're buying this piece of paper that says, we'll be there when you need us. But in the meantime, you're just paying money. 
Absolutely. And and really, when you look at it, the business owners themselves are so focused on running their business or doing what they do. What What is their passion? Is it is it creating a widget? Is it providing a service? What is it that they do? So they really don't take the time to think about the back end of things, taking care of the employees and doing the right thing to protect the business if one of those scenarios doesn't pan out. So you're looking at your customers. Ensure you have to ensure your property in your building so the building doesn't burn down, or if it does, you're taken care of. Or you're ensuring in case that flood or that hurricane, or in case someone's in a car accident. But you don't tend to think of those those intangibles. Is it uh, is I am I treating my employees professionally? Am I treating my customers professionally in the service that I offer? Am I taking care of my business in case one of my employees gets hurt? And then those types of things are the types of injuries and damages that can completely shut a business you never, ever think about. All right. All right. So I want to get to that. But first, tell me today how Christ is making an impact in your life today. Tell me how he's making a difference in you, in your workplace, in your marriage, wherever you want to hit today. Jim, I appreciate it. I tell you what, I am just so blessed. And I, knowing the fact that I am saved, I don't have to worry about where I'm going to go when I'm no longer walking on this earth. And that gives me so much more freedom to focus and spread God's word and talk about Christ and, and live that type of lifestyle promoting Christ and being excited for that because I don't have to worry about those other fears and and where am I going to be and am I doing the right thing? I can't earn my way into heaven. So I see all the blessings that I have every day. None of it is from me. It's all from him and it's not for me. It's for him. And so it's just such an amazing feeling that that empowerment lets me then do the best that I can for people every day. I like the way you kept saying for him. That's very good because I work for him. It's it's good. I like that. All right. So but I love what you're saying, because let's just make it clear to people. A lot of people that are listening today are already Christ followers. They've already decided to put Christ at the center of their lives. But let's just make it clear. As Craig just said so perfectly, it's not something you can earn. It's not something that you deserve. It is a free gift by God that we just have to make a decision. Are we going to trust what Christ did on the cross, that what that his payment on the cross for our sins, the death that he uh, that he lived through, I mean, he, he died and then rose from the dead. Is that good enough for my sins or, or do I think I got to do it on my own? It's really about putting our trust in a Savior that that died for us, that loved you enough, Craig, loved me enough, which is just amazing. He loved us so much, he died for us. And and then that to put our faith and trust in Jesus and what he did on the cross, it, 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 it's just so simple. But Absolutely. Yet, but yet for guys that think like you and guys that think like me, we make it complicated. Absolutely. We can tend to get in our own way, but thank God. Seriously, thank God for his never-ending grace, because there is no way I could earn myself... And, and do enough labors or do enough good or help enough people to, to earn the gift and the blessings that he provides every day. Thank God that he just absolutely loves me and gives me that loving unconditionally. Hmm. Hey, you mentioned something before we got on the air that for most insurance customers, you're doing a really special event coming up in the middle of May. Absolutely. And I think we should just add that as an enticement, because every day on the air we're talking about people, listen, for auto, home, life, and small business insurance, most insurance is where they need to go. And then when they call you guys, they need to thank thank you guys for supporting the I Work For Him show. But there's an extra added benefit. If, if they bring their insurance to you in the next two weeks, they can participate in this huge customer appreciation event. Absolutely. We've, we've had, we're just so blessed, and we like to be able to give back, whether it's our time, our energies. We took some of our passions, uh, living in, in New Orleans for a number of years, I got hooked 
hooked on crawfish. I'm just a, a sucker for crawfish. Uh, show up with a, a bag of them, and uh, and that's a party right there. That and paper towels. But uh, so what we're doing is for our partners, for our business partners, but for our clients. Whether you've been with us for a year or whether you've been with us for thirty or forty-two years, we're just having an opportunity to say, you know what? Thank you. Come spend time with us down at our office. We're going to have crawfish. We're going to have shrimp boil. We're going to have bounce house for the kids. And just make it a fun atmosphere to roll up our sleeves and have some good fellowship and some time to enjoy you know, what we do and, and, and the fact that we're able to help customers. That's that's pretty cool. I can honestly say in my insurance agency, I never, ever did a crawfish boil or a shrimp boil. Yeah, we did do a pig roast, though. Always a good time. But that's a Minnesota thing. It's a pig roast deal. And by the way, why has the price of bacon doubled in the last couple of months? What's the deal with that? Has anybody noticed that? I, I'm just, I don't know. I went to the store yesterday to buy bacon. I'm not, I'm not paying eight bucks for a pound of bacon. I don't know. It's probably because all the bacon smoothies now. It's all being bought up for everything. Everything is bacon, bacon. So, uh, you know, maybe well, uh, maybe there's too much bacon. Is too, pushing. Much. too much of a good thing drives the cost up, man. Well, I understand why chicken is going up, because chicken flocks are getting slaughtered all across the Midwest because of this avian flu. So I understand supply and demand. But bacon? Seriously. We need bacon. Bacon is, it's almost like oranges and apples. It's a staple of it's life. A, it's a fifth food group. All right, so we're going to get started here. <laughs> just want, I just, I was staggered when I saw a pound of bacon was $8. I'm like, what? I couldn't believe it. I, I, I still can't believe it. Obviously, I'm still talking about it. All right, we're going to talk about three different types of coverages that business owners need to buy, but we're going to do them in the order of, really, the order of ignorance. Let's do that, because a lot of business owners never think about this. So today, we're going to start off with talking about EPLI coverage, so Employee Practices Liability Insurance, EPLI. And a lot of times when people think about, a business owner thinks about EPLI insurance, they think, well, I've heard about that before. Isn't that like sexual harassment coverage? You know, it's, it's, it's in there. But uh, it, it, that's only really one of the pieces to the whole thing. So the, for EPLI insurance, for employment practices liability, that is protecting the business from itself against its own employees. And the four most common pieces that come in there are wrongful termination, discrimination, sexual harassment, and retaliation. And that's where maybe the maybe the business isn't following their their handbook and maybe they don't follow the steps that they've established for removing or parting ways that employ or maybe you have one of those uncomfortable situations where one or two people are talking in a way that that is offensive to another employee those are those types of intangibles that you can have really big issues because not only do you have someone who is now very unhappy in the business because they feel uncomfortable well what does an uncomfortable person feel are they motivated to be there are they going to do their absolute best? No, or they they're, they're going to hate going to work every day. They don't want to be there. So it really hurts the whole scenario. And, and the way to protect yourself is it's usually not the damages that hurt you. It's the time and the cost that if they secure a lawyer and you have to secure a lawyer and you have to fight out in the legal standpoint, it even gets more fun if they're still a current employee. Because if they are and you were to take some negative actions because they had an issue over sexual harassment or something like that, that just compounds the amount of damages and the pain that's going to be there for all parties. So the smartest thing you can do is protect yourself with coverage. It's going to help you out with the legal costs. It's going to help you out from coverage standpoint and remove it. Actually, the best thing you can do is never have those do. situations. The best thing you can do is have some, be really conscious of how you treat your employees. Absolutely. Have open communication. And if you sense an issue, if somebody makes a comment, address it. Address it immediately. Don't Absolutely. ignore it. The sad thing is, so many people nowadays will not 
talk because it's confrontational. Oh, can't talk to you about it, so I'm just going to hunker in and hold these problems in and let it just build and build and spew this ugliness between two parties. And it's like people draw lines. The employees get together on one side and management gets together. It's so unhealthy. So, yeah, eliminate all of that and you're fine. A fact of the matter is that does not happen in most businesses. There really are those lines drawn, and people just don't communicate. Well, and and you have to, as a business owner, you have to really work at creating an environment of open communication. Absolutely. And it's something you have to work on all the time because you hire new people. They don't know that they could trust you, so those new people may actually cause a stir because they don't know that the owner's trustworthy. And, and so it's, you know, in all of these things, it's about creating a, an environment for employees that they can feel safe. It's one of the things we talked about when we talked about the way of the shepherd way back when on a show that we need to create a pasture that's safe. These people can, they will flourish if there's in a safe pasture. And just like sheep will flourish, their will will be the best, they'll be the most healthy if they know that they're safe, that they know they have a fence that's not got breaches in it. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those breaches. You want to make sure your employees feel safe. You meant, okay, so I got a list. EPL provides protection against all kinds of employee lawsuits, sexual harassment, discrimination, wrongful termination, breach of employment contract. But then some other things. Uh, you mentioned wage and labor issues. Absolutely. Because you're saying this is one of the fastest rising things. And so listen for employees and for employers. You need to listen to what Craig's got to say. So it is one of the biggest things. And actually with the current administration, as soon as that took change there, what, five, six years ago, almost overnight, a lot of the job creation went to the Department of Labor. And on their website, they had a bright green box that said, want to sue your employer, here's how. <laughs> That's under the current administration. They added that to the Department of Labor site? Yeah, they did. Now, I don't, I don't think it's as obnoxious there now, but that's what they beefed up. I mean, people worry about the IRS auditors. And really, as a business owner... Pull that site up, Ivan, so we can look at that. Actually, as a business owner, you almost have to be more afraid of the Department of Labor than you do from the IRS. It's not because business owners are bad people. That's not it whatsoever. But again, so many times you're so passionate about your product, or you're so passionate about these different things, you may misconstrue positive behavior from an employee. For example, I have a customer who, who had to go through one of these, unfortunately. But the situation was, is they had some employees who said, I'm not going to take a lunch. I want to work through my lunch. I want to get more things done. I want to talk to more customers. I want to sell more widgets. And they, the business owner said, that's great. They're their salary they 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 do their job they work their hours if they don't take their lunch hey that's awesome we got a motivated employee who's working through here well what happened is there was a parting of ways between the business and this individual and they came back uh, about nine months or a year later and said you know i've got an issue with you because you never paid me for all that lunchtime and the business owner said but your salary and and you told me you didn't want lunch it's your choice Nope, uh, I'm going to file a claim against you. Wage and labor kicks in. If you're not paying that employee during that time, depending on how you're set up your employee contracts and whatnot, you as a business owner think you're doing a good thing, taking care of the customer, youth or and the employee. You, the employee is motivated and off they go, when in reality, it's unpaid time. Not many, but some EPLI policies help cover that, not for the lost damages that you're going to incur for the time, but it's going to help you with the legal cost because here's the issue. If one alleges it, they can go back several years, two or three years. If they allege it and it turns into a class action, they can go back to employees who've worked for your business five years back. 
So then you start adding multiple people from there. So all of a sudden, you thought you had wonderful employees, but if you've had some change, here is now an issue and a huge problem that you may have massive damages. The good news, usually the damages are smaller than the legal costs. <laughs> but the bad news is the legal costs are higher than the damages it, unless it you, unless you've got the coverage in your policy. So the big thing is they actually had their legal costs were almost two and a half times what the costs were to resolve the issue. They would have been out of business if they had to fork the bill for all the legal costs. That was taken care of because they had this policy that cost them. This customer's policy was less than $1,000 a, a year. year. Right. And it wow. just that the legal costs were now paid for for so many years down the road that it, that that customer is just singing cartwheels and will never not have it or tell anyone else not to have that type of coverage. All I'm thinking about is I can't remember the last time I took in a formal lunch under somebody else's buck. I can't <laughs> never, ever. But we're going to do our book highlight segment brought to you, as always, by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Our book today is Halftime. Jim, really? You're highlighting halftime again? Absolutely. If you're a Christ follower and you're in 30s, you're 40s, you're 50s, this is the book you have to read. You have to read this book. So if you qualify and you haven't already gotten one from me, call into the studio line. This book was written by Bob Buford. And listen, if you're 35 to 55 and a Christ follower, you got to read this book. Chasing a life of success leaves you empty. Pursuing a life of significance, even if it's in the exact same workplace, it's amazing. Halftime will take you there. You got to remember, you got to read this book right after you call the studio line at 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. Read the book. Don't wait for the movie. All right, call now. Get a copy of the book, Halftime. The phone's ringing right now. Boom, that book's gone. Okay, thanks so much for calling in. Hey, here's here's the deal, Craig. I just found out not only is there a plague among our chicken. Now, and again, read the scriptures. In the end, there's going to be there's two books. I'll give away a copy of two books. I got an extra one, Ivan, so you can take the other calls. Well, it said in the scriptures there's going to be all kinds of droughts and famines and plagues. I'm telling you right now, the bird flocks are under. I had, I had know of a guy who had to wipe out. It was on the news, wipe out five and a half million chickens because they got the flu, mm. the avian flu. And now it says Ivan found it out. The reason bacon prices are up is that pork is under attack because they're getting a virus, and there's also a drought which is exacerbating this virus. And so people can't have as many pigs when you don't have the land to support them. So it's all against our food. I just don't like it. I so just, so what's next? Boy, if it's cattle, we're in deep trouble. Because I mean, well, ribeyes already beef is expensive. So I don't know. It's probably vegetables. It probably be broccoli. We have some extra. I mean, Brussels sprouts really wouldn't hurt my feelings. No, much, broccoli so. wouldn't hurt my feelings. So it's okay. All right. So that's not really what we're talking about the show for. But I want to let let people know. I haven't looked it up. We're under attack. Pigs are under attack. Chickens are under attack. Watch out for the cattle. All right. So and you're going to have to start eating rutabaga. Other insurances. You know, so we talked about EPLI. It, it protects that you in case you've done some unintentional act against an employee. Absolutely. Does it not, cover intentional acts against employees? Well, not so much. If, if you are deliberately trying to do something, guess what? The insurance isn't there for you being foolish. I mean, you, you really can't. 
you can't be malicious. If you're malicious, they're going to say, have a nice day. Um, but, but also the thing with EPLI is those weird scenarios about those third-party people. There, I have actually seen a claim and read about it where there was an issue with a, a delivery service that came in, and the employees of the business harassed, sexually harassed, this delivery person. EPLI, if look at your policies, talk to your agent, there are coverages that will extend in those scenarios. I mean, whoever thinks about that, but there is insurance that can help from that. Those good-looking FedEx guys that kept coming in, I imagine it was just terrible. Unbelievable. All right, today we're talking with Craig Most at Most Insurance, found online at mostins.com, about employee insurance. We started off with employee practices, liability insurance, and we're going to move into professional liability insurance, but we've got a caller. we got somebody brave enough to ask an insurance question on the air. I'd like to welcome Al to the I Work For Him show. Thank you so much for taking my call. I'm kind of a fairly new listener to your program, but I really enjoy what I've heard so far on, on the program. Just wanted to know, for the insurance purposes, um, the product that you're discussing, do they apply for maybe employees of like nonprofits such as a church or um, like community, community development centers? So let me let me just clarify your question. So you're saying would a nonprofit or would a, a community center, which is also a nonprofit, any of these nonprofit entities, would they buy that kind of insurance? And the answer to that is, Craig, that's a very good question. You really have to dig into it, and you'd really have to talk with an agent who focuses on nonprofits or churches, because what you have is these are really volunteers. They're not technically employees. Well, some are, some aren't. I mean, some churches have a lot of employees. Absolutely. So that's why each scenario is going to be a little bit different, but you'd have to look into If they have the employees and they're actually designated and you can count them as employees, then there's much more of a case to have that. Well, but I also know, Al, because I've, I've, I did insurance for a lot of years before I went into radio, and a nonprofit mm-hmm. does have the availability to buy these coverages, and and they could buy it for their employees and their volunteers, but again, it's it's a matter of what kind of environment is there, but I know that these coverages can be purchased. But again, the nonprofit world's a little bit different in in a lawsuit fashion. But yes, those they would have the availability to buy it because I've read some of the church policies. I know that those things are out there and available. Is that okay, what you is, is that answering your question, or do you want to ask something more specific? Yeah. Right. No, that, that answer is very good. Thank you very much. All right, Al. Thanks so much for thank calling you, into the I Work for Him show. All right, thank you. Bye bye. All right, Craig, we were talking about, next we want to talk about professional liability coverage, which is really coverage for the employees that are that are giving professional advice that people are relying on. Absolutely. You, you typically hear it from the standpoint of malpractice. So the doctor cuts the wrong thing, makes the wrong recommendation, doesn't do <laughs> the right test, they're going to go after him. What you're looking at from, from your standpoint, as you described it, is it's for the employee. So, for example, in my business, this helps if any of our agents in the office are, are reviewing coverage and recommendations or were to make a, a, a recommendation that wasn't quite appropriate or a scenario where you're a contractor and, and you make a recommendation on your work or you're a consultant and you, you advise a cons- your, your client to do a certain activity. And that really didn't end up being the best the best interest. Well, let's give some examples. So, if you're a con- let's just say you're an engineer, and you say, "Yes, if you use these kinds of supports, the building will stand." 
And if the building falls, whose fault is that? That would be the engineer's fault, and he's got professional liability coverage for those kinds of things. Absolutely. Or in the case of an insurance agent. I, I can tell you, I made a mistake years ago, back, wow, 15, 20 years ago. I was sitting at a, at a client's picnic table, and he told me he wanted to change his coverages, and I wrote it down, and I got back to my office, and that paper got lost, and I never changed the coverage, because it was a late-at-night appointment. I think it finished at sunset in Minnesota, so that was 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night and it never got changed he had an accident the coverage wasn't there and he had a claim against my professional liability absolutely his expectation he told you he, he notified you you recorded it his expectations that it would be taken right care of. and i remembered it and i no problem I mean, I screwed up. I just made a mistake. It wasn't intentional. I, I made a mistake. The scary thing that gets involved with that, again, like just about every insurance policy that we talk about, is is A, the duty to defend, so it helps you with those defense costs, but then also the damages in the standpoint. Explain the duty to defend thing. So by signing the contract, you're agreeing to do several things, pay the premiums on time, notify the carrier or the the agent of, of any changes in your scenario. The two pieces of the insurance company says, okay, here are the different items that we're covering, or we're covering everything not, not excluded, not omitted from this policy spelled out by the policy. What we will do is we will provide... We, with our claims adjustment, we'll dig into it, and then we will secure legal counsel that help defend you in the case of a suit brought against you. So you have those legal costs that can exponentially increase through the roof very quickly. You also have the potential damages. So in that scenario, you typically or you could have been on, on the hook for that gentleman's injuries for the amount of coverage that he would have had. So what if he would have had half a million dollars in liability? That's a half a million dollars. Then you're going to add pain and suffering and then his defense costs. You're All of a sudden, your coverage is going through the roof and, and for an honest mistake. Right. But that's why you buy insurance. That's why you buy insurance. honest mistakes. You could have one in 40 years, but that one could be the one that closes your doors. Right. And it wouldn't take much to close the doors of a lot of businesses. A lot of businesses don't have a lot of cash, don't have a lot of assets. Certainly, in the last six or seven years, things have been tough. Absolutely. You know, a $50,000 out-of-pocket writing a check. It could be it. Well, and professional liability is different than your auto insurance, your homeowner's insurance. You, you know when you're in the accident. You know when your house catches on fire, that pipe bursts. You know when those things happen. With a professional liability, it could have been something you did or didn't do five years or ago. Or said or didn't or t- say. Or said or didn't say or didn't record in your file. So, I mean, it really is that, oh, shucks, for the business professional that helps you in yeah you're right we we should have we should have taken care of that because that does happen right you know people don't on purpose go out and try to screw things up all the time you get busy you get focused you have a new employee you have someone who's out for the weekend you have these scenarios that it, it's called life and this helps with those types of scenarios because you can go, oh, shucks, that was five years ago. You don't want something that happened five years ago to close your doors tomorrow. Right. And now let's talk about some of the professions that typically have professional liability coverage. I, I, realtors, insurance agents, uh, typically uh, financial advisors, uh, general, or not general, well, general contractors, some do. It depends if they're doing engineering work. Uh, engineers definitely do. What are some other ones that you've seen? Ar- architects, lawyers, doctors, oh, yeah. pharmacists is actually a very uh, large and growing one chiropractors 
Uh, really, anyone who has access to medical field whatsoever, you, know, you have a whole different laws with the HIPAA laws and all that different situation, but really anyone who has that type of detail on an individual and makes those types of, of recommendations. recommendations. So a counselor would be one of those ones as well. A counselor would absolutely be one of those. You've got consultants, whether you're in the, the, the hardware or the software from a technology standpoint, but anyone that does business consulting, I mean, a, a recommendation from you know, a consultant that is in error could close the business. Right. Wow. All right. So that's just a little bit on professional liability. And again, we're saying these things. So let's say you're working in a business, making sure to ask your boss, hey, do we have that professional liability coverage? So just in case one of us makes a mistake, it doesn't shut us down. I mean, that's a good question. That's just like the EPLI coverage that, that Al was asking about. Hey, I'm in a business with employees. It is, are we protected in case one of us, you know, something just happens by accident? Absolutely. I mean, it's, again, it's those oh shucks moments. Um, it's the things that you forgot. It's the things that you didn't deliberately mean to do. And, and you really own up to say, yeah, we really should have had that. But oh, my goodness, I can't afford to pay $500,000. Thank goodness I've got insurance. Yeah, that's a good thing. All right, let's talk about workers' compensation. And again, a lot of people think they understand what work comp is all about. And, and I got to tell you that it's people don't really really understand workers compensation because i know in this state in florida there are business you've got an option to not buy work comp if you only have a couple employees correct depending on what type of business you run that's absolutely correct okay so it's limited to certain types of businesses correct okay so if you're a contractor do you have that option no if you're a contractor and you have one employee and that employee could be you the owner of the business you're required to carry workers comp insurance so it's more like the business office exposures that don't have to correct uh, but here's the thing Work comp is really there for everyone's benefit. Oh, I, oh, I understand. I understand. But but let's just talk about what, what creates the environment for stupid. Because workers' compensation, be one of, a lot of people think, okay, well, I'm in an office. I got just two employees. I don't have to buy work comp so I can save the money. Absolutely. You can save but, that but $200. But you could have $100,000 yeah, so $100, in payroll, and it doesn't even cost, well, $0.39 cents per hundred. It would be like 390 bucks a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, a lot of people think, well, I'm just going to save that money. But let's just let's just draw that picture out because if you don't buy the workers' compensation coverage, and first of all, what does work comp cover? So work comp is going to really cover the the medical benefits and, and wage replacement if an employee is injured related to the business. So Betty is a she works as an administrative assistant in a business. She decides to do filing, but she can't reach the fifth drawer of a lateral filing cabinet, so she stands on her chair. Mm-hmm. Betty falls off the chair, whacks her head on the corner of the five-drawer lateral filing cabinet. Absolutely. Falls to the ground, is knocked unconscious. Absolutely. But I don't have workers' compensation. Guess what? You are still responsible. Do you employ Betty? I, I, I do employ Betty right now in this example. Well, and so in that example, you are financially responsible because you are employer. So even though you don't carry work comp insurance... You're on the hook. I become the workers' compensation insurance Absolutely. company. Absolutely. All right. And so if Betty uh, has a brain injury or Betty is permanently injured or Betty is gone for two or three weeks, it's all on me. Absolutely. And her hospital bills and the ambulance bill and all that stuff is thousands and tens of thousands of dollars. It's all on me. Absolutely. And and you could say, well, Betty would never do anything like that. She'd never serve. Well, what if Betty can't make the decisions because she's hooked up to machines and her husband says, well, Jim... 
You should have taken care of you. She got hurt on the job. I'm holding you responsible. I'm going to take you to court. Without workers' comp, you don't. You haven't removed their ability to sue you. So you're back again in that ugly environment where you have an employee who's injured. Your heart goes out to them, but then they're suing you while they're still employed by you. It, it is just an ugly, gut-wrenching type of scenario. So never make that decision to not buy workers' compensation. It is honestly... It is one of the... And I'm going to say it. Can I say this on the air? Oh, yeah, I can. It's my show. Actually, it's God's show. But but God... Jesus would say this because he called the Pharisees whitewashed tombs. Okay? If you own a business and you've got employees, you are stupid if you don't have workers' compensation. Absolutely. You have to take care of your employees. You have to take care of your business. Yeah. If God's entrusted this business to you, you're the steward of the business, you just are... You are destroying what he's given you if you don't buy this coverage, which... For these businesses that qualify where they don't have to buy it, it's super cheap. It's so inexpensive. Just skip Starbucks once, what, a month nowadays with the cost of a, a latte or whatever it is. Well, I don't know. I never get lattes. You, you spend, you save that, and, and for those few risks that are trying to cut corners, it is not worth the risk. I mean, that is sleepless nights for so many business owners because of what, $200, $300? Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's just unbelievable. But but yet, a lot of people, I hear a lot of people talking about it. Well, I don't have to have it. Absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah, you do. But you guys, are, you guys are experts at this. You guys know how to counsel small businesses in taking care of this kind of insurance risk. Absolutely. And there's ways you can look at it. There's, there's different things you can do. There's a, an opportunity, depending on your type of business. Sometimes it's free. Sometimes it's a cost of $50 for two years. But you can exempt yourself as an owner. So you could say, Jim, well, you're the business owner. If you get hurt, well, that's the course of doing business. Why would I want to pick up the coverage for me? Because I'm going to take care of me anyway. Okay, that's your choice. So we can file and get you exempt so you don't have maybe the exposure or the, or the, the cost of the, the high-priced owner, well, you can remove that. So there's some different things you can do to look at it from a cost standpoint, but you really want to transfer that risk and remove the threat of an employee suing you because you didn't do the right thing. Right. And and, and as a self-employed person, for most of my life, I bought a disability policy when I was 25 years old. And so I knew that I had a 90-day deductible, but I knew that that disability policy was going to take in if I ever got injured. And it would. And when you buy your own disability policy and you're self-employed, you get the benefit, it's tax-free, because I pay for it myself with after-tax dollars. So that's another option for that business owner. If they're not buying work comp, they can buy disability coverage from you, can't they? Yes, they can. And so that's another way to plug that hole. Absolutely. There's there's all sorts of ways. I mean, it, it integrates in with, with auto insurance. So if you have employees that are driving vehicles for the business and there's an accident involved, you're work comp may even be able to help in that situation as well so there there's a lot of things that it's plugged into and it's so versatile but yet such a simple coverage but how do people i mean as a small business owner there's so many things you know i'm I'm making the widgets i'm selling the widgets i'm doing the book work how do i find out all the different insurance coverages that i need well, you really just have to sit down and have a conversation with your agent. And if your agent's not going to take that time or they can't because it's a computer, then you, you probably need to go talk to an independent agent. And, and that way you Wait, can just re- I'm giving you an opportunity to say, you need to call us in most insurance. Well, there's always that. Oh, come on. This is a chance. <laughs> That's why you're here, because you are a fantastic sponsor of the I Work For Him show. You guys do a great job. I've sent many business owners to you guys. You guys do a great job. If you don't know what you need and your agent won't sit down and talk with you, you need call to us. talk to Craig Most right here. You got to call you. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're more than happy to spend the time and educate people and really just have that conversation of what really should I have? What really am I exposed to? What could happen? 
and we're going to educate you. Well, and, and really, when I sat down with business owners as a risk manager, I would just I wanted to walk through their entire business so I could find those places that exposed them to danger, and then and then look at see did their current agent fill that hole? Sure, because there's there's a lot of holes out there, and at some point in time, you have to say, yeah, I'm not going to fill that hole with an insurance policy. I'm going to fill that hole myself. And you you decide how much risk you want to take and how much risk you want to sell to the insurance company. Absolutely. I mean, that's really it's just a decision process, but you need to know what your exposures are and as a business owner, that's not your expertise. Right. Your expertise is running your business and selling your product or, or creating your service. It is not those minutiae behind the scenes that could really bite you and close your business. Right. And that's what we're talking about today. Listen, is your business exposed to injured workers, to rogue managers, to disgruntled employees? You need to find that out. You need to talk to Craig Most at Most Insurance. Find online at mostins.com. Shameless plugging is okay on the I Work For Him show if I say it's okay. All right, Craig Most, we've been talking about employee practices, liability, insurance we talked about professional liability insurance we talked about workers compensation quick review on epli so quick epli is going to help you if there's an issue between yourself and the employee sexual harassment wage and labor it's usually the two sides the employer and the employees and it just gives you that buffer so if you make a mistake you you miss something they and and the employee needs to sue you or they file a lawsuit after they leave it gives you that coverage so that you don't have to defend that lawsuit absolutely and the, and the nicest thing with it is it even if it's frivolous if someone says you didn't hire me because i'm purple and that's why you didn't do it and it's completely baseless they still have the defense that's going to kick in there from you from that standpoint. If so, somebody comes in an interview with me and they've got purple hair, I'm not hiring them. Well, I didn't even say purple hair. I just uh, mean I know, physically. I know you said purple, but I'm just saying purple hair. I saw somebody go down the street the other day on Almerton with absolutely fuchsia hair. Like, what are they thinking? Well, they didn't get lost in the dark. You know, and, and I understand, but, you know, if you want a job, look like a human, not somebody from that blue person movie what was that blue person movie avatar avatar don't don't be coming in looking like an avatar to me <laughs> it just that just doesn't make sense uh, the blue people movie sorry i i totally lost it for a second okay the smurfs the smurfs the smurfs yeah those now, are short people and they have funny hair yeah now i'm really dating myself okay professional liability coverage that's for people that are giving advice they buy insurance in case they give the wrong advice or forget to give advice they should give Actually, those oh shucks moments where you should have done something or you, you didn't give the right type of guidance yeah, and that's for people that are in perfect. I mean, really, you're giving advice. Insurance agents, uh, accountants, CPAs, uh, attorneys. I mean, all kinds of uh, counselors, doctors. You said pharmacists, oh, engineers, you're a professional. architects. And, and it could even be a contractor. Yep, that's where that wall should be. I'm going to build the wall. That's a low-bearing wall. Oh, shucks, it's not the right place. Wow, that's fantastic. All right, and the last one we talked about was workers' compensation. And it used to be called workmen's compensation totally sexist i don't understand so workers compensation that got switched about 25 years ago because i remember when it switched over that's coverage for whom for the employees if they get injured and takes care of that wage replacement medical bills etc from that standpoint so really it the, the if you get injured on the work while doing your job that coverage is for you absolutely health insurance is if you get injured when you're not on your job correct but if, you, if i'm a business owner and i don't have workers compensation where does that coverage come from my deep my pockets and they'd better be deep or i'm in deep trouble Right, because every day Morgan & Morgan says they're for the people. Absolutely. And it's lawyers like them that are there to help people that have lawsuits. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's and so there's attorneys out there making themselves available, and so you need to make sure that you are protected. And it's very inexpensive. Well, give an example. Like, isn't it like an office exposure? 
For people, somebody sitting at a desk all day long, like thirty or forty cents per one hundred dollars. Actually, right now, I think it's twenty-seven cents per hundred. I mean, it's so inexpensive. It's the right thing to do for, for pennies. It's all based on payroll. So, depending on what you type of do and what type of business you have, that maybe it's a bit more dangerous. So, if you are a roofer, your workers' comp's going to be higher <laughs> because your chances of injury on the job are quite a bit higher. But it's built that way. And, and the beautiful thing is, look at your work comp because not all are the same. The rates are the same, but each carrier has some different things maybe they have some dividends maybe they have different payment plans or they can let you report online to remove those dreaded audits at the end of the year that say hey you owe us money or hey here's money back so there's a lot of small nuances there in workers comp while while the coverage is about the same for every carrier and the rates about the same there are a lot of differences in there and you need to look at how your business has it set up and what's the right carrier for you but if i'm a business owner i don't want to spend time doing that i want to talk to who you're going to give us a call you're going to give me a call you're going to give a team at most insurance a phone call and we're going to walk through these conversations we're going to look at your different exposures and educate you and let you make the decision what's best for you and they can find out all about most insurance online at mostins.com that's mostins.com but you got a local phone number 813-347-5555 813-347-5555 fantastic great fast moving conversation today craig all right i'm looking for people i'm looking for a thousand people to join the i work for him nation as we come to the end of another i work for him show i'm looking to see are you challenged in your faith in your workplace are you willing to stand up for christ in your workplace are you willing to be different in your workplace than anybody else are you willing to say listen i'm willing to do these things i'm going to start praying for the people i work with and work for each and every day i'm going to start looking for ways to befriend those people inside and outside the workplace i'm going to look for ways to serve those people inside and outside of the workplace i'm going to look for ways to pray with them during the day but while i'm doing those things i'm i want to be the best and brightest example of a person in my job all day long pursuing excellence in my position if you want to be one of those people Go to the I Work For Him website, click on Contact Us, and send me an email saying, Jim, I want to be part of the I Work For Him nation. I want to stand up and be and take a chance to be the only Jesus some people will ever meet. You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him. 